Welcome to the Community Conversations podcast, where we believe that world transformation begins with gospel transformation, and gospel transformation begins with discovering the truth about who God is and who you are. And it starts right now. Hello and welcome back. 2024. 2024. I'm back here with Noah Champ after a bit of a holiday hiatus. Holiday hiatus, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. It is. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh this is like a really um there's like, you know, I think everyone has parts of their job they don't like, then they have parts of their job they love. This is one I love, so. Yeah. It was nice being away for a couple of weeks just having we yeah. have to really power down. Yeah, holiday, Christmas. It's one of the great things I think about what we do and what we value is the holidays yeah. are very important. Yeah. Time with family, <clears throat> time to rest. Yeah. But I, you're right, I've missed this. Yeah. So I'm glad to be back. I know people miss our voices too. I feel like there's probably an emptiness it's in It's crazy. There. I've been getting letters nonstop <laughs> in the mail. Not text, <laughs> not emails, but literally handwritten letters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it would be fun just to talk a little bit kind of about 2023 and maybe, you know, some of what we saw happen, but also just kind of leaning into what we're excited about for 2024. Yeah. Maybe some things we're just kind of feeling and just thinking the Lord, you know, maybe leading us to Mm -hmm. whether personally or, you know, as far as the church goes. Yeah. Um, Be awesome. How was, uh, how was your holiday real quick? It was great. Uh, it was awesome. We, uh, it was a weird thing because, um, as you know, uh, me and, uh, and Bailey's kind of just come into this as, as I am, but I'm kind of religious with like traditions sure, and doing like my traditions. And so, um, it was weird because they're all going to change next year because, you know, we'll have a son. Yeah. And so it was kind of weird, like it being like the end of something before the beginning of something new. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was a very like weird holiday because uh, it was like it's just the end of a part of my life. Yeah, you know, so the last time I'll you know we'll be two before we become three, and yep, you know, and um, and so that was really interesting walking through just that and that process and and like a baby coming. So it made it a lot more fun, but it was it was exciting. It was a lot of. I feel like uh, Abba car- carved out a lot of rest before the year that's coming. Yeah. This is, you know, mm-hmm. just with everything kind of in the pipeline, it's probably going to be one of the busier years of my life. Sure. And that's, you know, like professionally and personally with mm-hmm. the baby and everything else. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was it was really good, though. We had, a lot of, we had a lot of fun. I did a lot of hunting. Yeah. So that's what my holidays are normally filled with is just a lot of time in a tree stand. Yeah. You know, which is, I love hunting, but I also love, like, the wilderness kind of alone time of, like, being mm-hmm. with your thoughts, being in prayer, whatever it may be. Yeah, sure. It's kind of a dual <clears throat> thing. And so that was a lot of fun. Do you guys have a good yeah, time? Yeah, we had a blast, man. What is so fun is that Nora's really kind of at the age now where she is old enough to start appreciating some of the things that I really like. Yeah. So, like, you know, but we've been watching, like, some of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And now she's old enough to, like, really get into it. Sure. And our, that's, that's kind of our other religion other than Christianity, so. Exactly. It's like you're indoctrinating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun 
having a kid that's old enough now to like start being into some of the stuff. Yeah. You know, we're not yeah. just playing, you know, Lion King in the living room anymore. Yeah. All where day, I have yeah. to be, you know, Mufasa, but now we actually get to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's amazing. And it, it, it happens more and more probably the older they get, but the transition of not just having a kid, but having a friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's felt more like we're hanging out. Yeah. Like Izzy, she's young. So we'll put her to bed and then, you know, Nora, Katie and I will stay up late watch a movie, make popcorn. And yeah. it's like, we're just hanging out. Yeah. You know? It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really That's a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. No, we had a good time. Good. Yep. We had a good time, but I'm, uh, I really am looking forward to this year. Yeah. I, the day I, it's weird. I love Christmas. And then the day after Christmas, I want to burn it all to the ground. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, like we put all of our Christmas decorations up on the 27th. Really? There's not a decoration in my house. No way. Not a tree, not a Santa mug. There's everything's gone. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm like I'm over it. That's I love crazy. Christmas more than probably most people in the world. And the day it's over, I'm like, this is awful. It all needs to go. That is so funny. We tend to leave our stuff up a bit longer. Yeah. But it, we just like the way our living room looks. Yeah. It's with real the, it's real cozy. Yeah, with a Christmas tree. I I, I think too, like <clears throat> we uh we're pretty like we don't have a lot of stuff. In our house, and so when Christmas comes, we have a lot of stuff in our house. Yeah, I decorate a lot, and so yeah. it's like everywhere. And so I love the clean out, and I think like the new year, like um, I kind of get in like a hibernation mode come like Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. like just wanting to be home because and then like you know by the twenty seventh, I'm like I'm gearing up, and so like I need the house as clean as clear as possible for all that. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm really ready for twenty twenty four. Well, I mean we're in twenty twenty four now, but yeah, yeah, we're here doesn't feel that way, I think, because, like, you know, it's the first and that doesn't mm-hmm. really feel a new year yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a funny thing, too, just thinking about, like, going into a new year. Um, I, because there is something, there is something about entering to, like, a new year that feels like the potential for a new season yeah. to do some new things. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you know, there's that phrase that's probably my least favorite phrase in the world is like new year new me like what do you mean by that (laughs) yeah like are you are you changing any habits or lifestyle habits or you know have you adopted new like thought patterns or belief systems like what do you mean with the new technology and plastic surgery it really could be a new year and a new year so (laughs) (laughs) so i know what you mean though like Yeah. yeah this idea that like it's almost an out like a you know like a easy way out Mm. The like of what I was to what I am. Yeah. Just because I use this like arbitrary day to make this transition. Yeah. 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 And not that, you know, I'm I'm not against trying new lifestyle things, developing new habits no. in January. No. But I've always felt that if I, if I was aware of a change that I need to make in November or December, but I didn't make that change <laughs> in November or December, how likely am I to make that change? How likely is that going to happen in January? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm more, I'm, I'm even like, I'm more into that seasonally. I find I'm more likely to change habits and things when it gets hotter. Okay. Like, I I don't find like I'm a big, like, okay, January's here. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym more and this and this and that. I find more like right now it's done being cold and now I'm going to, you know, (laughs) go outside, travel the world and go here and do this and, you know, start working out twice as hard. You know, like it's weird because. I think like weather does that for me more than like a new year. Interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. 
But it's hard. Yeah, it's it's weird because you're right. At the end of the day, you're going to change or you're not. Yeah. And you like a day will not, will yeah. not change that for you or affect yeah. that for you. Flipping anyway. over the calendar isn't going to make me any different. No. <laughs> What's going to make me different is developing new habits and sure. learning to think differently. Yeah. You know. Well, and even like from a like a spiritual strength, like like actually actually using spirit strength to do something. Yeah. Like spirit yeah. strength will help you more than like the arbitrary nature of a new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do think seasons matter. We've talked about that. Yeah. Like, I think it does like, you know, the Jewish as you know, I don't talk about it a ton, but like, you know, the Jewish calendar where it was built around festivals and the idea of sharing and new beginnings and new, you know, days. And so I think there is something to it, but mm-hmm. I think we, we, you, we carve too much of ourselves around that. Sure. And what you postpone, like won't come, won't come to pass just because yeah. of this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, have you, uh, uh, so uh, typically at the end of every year, coming into a new year, I usually like to sit down with the Lord and just be like, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. You know, like what, like what, what are, are we doing? doing? You know, yeah. what, are, what are we doing what's, this what's year? What's spicy this year? <laughs> <laughs> have you had any of those conversations yet? Just kind of leaning into, you know, what this year might look like? I've started to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm not at a place um, where I feel like I would say like prophetically, like thus saith the Lord is telling me something. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd say like, I have like, like <clears throat> inclinations mm-hmm. and like maybe feelings that I'm not sure if they're Noah yet or if they're sure, you know, the kind Lord of weighing some of those thoughts right now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've definitely started in, I think on some of that, I do think, um, and I think it's, you know, I think on a, I think on a local level, as far as like our house goes and our family, I do think, um, I do think that we are about to uh, prepare to take um, like spiritual territory in our city. Okay. I think with I think with a building coming and things, I'm I'm feeling this inclination of like sure that we're about to like be planted. Like you're almost moving from tents into homes. Great. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you've done, you've, you're doing, you're, you've done with the tent life thing. Mm-hmm. And now you've, you know, like eat, I think of Abraham and that season of like traveling here, here and there, and then finally like settling down. Right. And so I'm, I'm feeling some of that. I think on like a global level, uh, like the kingdom as a whole, I think we are about to move um, more and more. I don't know if it's just this year. I wouldn't say like, like, by the end of 2024, right? Yeah, I just think as a whole, the the global kingdom is moving more micro than macro. Interesting. You know, I think yeah. that's I think that's a word that's just been kind of stirring in me is this idea of, I think the micro expression is going to become bigger than the macro expression in churches and families and in all of it. Yeah, um, and I think we're going to get. I think the church is going to get bigger in the right places and correct the bigness we've got in the wrong places. Sure. So I think overall we're going to see a a greater move into the digital space. Okay. Or we'll become more macro. Okay. Uh, we'll become a lot larger. I think we're going to become a lot larger in the arts, mm-hmm. in the sciences, um, in culture. Yep. But I think those expressions are going to come out of more micro kingdom families, tight knit, super stitched together. Sure. People of union. Yep. 
um, just living out of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think the the more, not necessarily size in, in the sense of people, but I think size in the sense of the more tight and unioned people are, I think the greater they understand what they're called to do in the earth and cultivate. Sure. And I think people are about to actually find the ability to cultivate what they're called to cultivate. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to just carry like overly emphasized ministry titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Like, you know, kids pastor, mm-hmm. youth pastor, senior pastor. Like, you know, I think I think those <laughs> yeah. things are important. Sure. But I think people are going to go, I don't have to carry any of that to do what I'm called to do or cultivate in the kingdom. And I think because of that, you're going to see these places of influence, whether it be the science and really the arts, and I believe the digital space are going to come into play as far mm. as the church as a whole, but it's going to come from that real micro expression of families. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm excited, I think, about that. I'm excited about the resource that that is for the body. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, the when I kind of talk to the Lord just about like, this year, what are you up to? The, there have been a couple things I feel like he's been kind of just reiterating for like a couple years. Mm. And even in the way you said, like, I see the Lord doing something not necessarily in 2024, yeah, but that like, you know, over time, we're going to gradually see whether it's over a couple years or whatever. Sure. But I, you know, one of the things the Lord has talked to me about for a few years is uh, seeing seeing more unity like among believers in the sense of like almost like a tearing down of denominational separation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, a great prophetic picture of that is what we've done here with the gathering. Yeah. You know? Yes, I totally agree. Two different, you know, denominational, you know, approaches. But like, man, has this this partnership been amazing. Oh, it's perfect. It's been mutually... Mm-hmm. Beneficial, and it's been a blessing to both us and them. And two people, two people groups called to do two different things in a region in a city. Yeah, and allowing themselves to live in like total mm-hmm. unity together. Yep, yep. I yep. think you know they probably feel called to do things a bit differently than we do, and yep. to and maybe have some different goals. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can share a space and you know mutually provide opportunity for each other to you know, do what, yeah. you know, they feel like they want to do. Big time. Yeah. Well, cool. and I think, you know, and it, it it's sometimes I get so frustrated that people have overused words so much that now they just are pointless or corny or sure. dumb. Uh-huh. But I will say, I do think like you are really seeing a fulfillment of the church not being buildings and mm-hmm. being people groups. Yeah. And I know that's God's oh, been overused, but mm-hmm. like I think you're actually seeing it happen though. Yeah. That people are going, oh man, like we are not, you know, like if, because, you know, at the end of the day, like if something crazy happened and we couldn't meet in a, in a building together for a year, like B Love would never stop moving. Yeah. With communities, with mm-hmm. everything we have going on, we are a fully functioning organism right. yeah. outside of our Sunday gatherings. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a small portion of who we are. Yeah. And I think like you're seeing that more and more, and these kind of unity things are based on the fact that like our building's not going to define us, so we're not so insecure that the building only has to be ours. Yeah, you sure. Know? Yep. And yeah, I agree. I think, I think that more and more we're going to see followers of Jesus discovering 
greater levels of truth mm-hmm. regarding like who we really are yeah and what what our role in this world is meant to look like you yeah know? well and, and even like the you know the idea of right like if we if righteousness is milk what happens when we can get to meat what's in there <laughs> what's that like <laughs> what's going to be in that thing yep yeah yeah but yeah and i think you know i think as you know, because I think this happens on an individual level, but then it does happen corporately in terms of like a like a kingdom family, yeah. like we're building here. But mm-hmm. I think that like the more I find, the more I find out about who I am and what that really means for me, the more I want to be connected to a kingdom family corporately that's also pursuing a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah, and I think too it's, it is the place you find that. Yeah. Like Paul at the end of the day, I think Paul, if he would have, after his 12 years of obscurity, after the road to Damascus, if Paul would have never went to clarify his gospel and get instructions and stuff from the church in mm-hmm. Acts, I think he'd have been fine. I yeah. think he would have done bad things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was his his yoking to in unity with the church as a whole. Yeah. And them saying, hey, we want you to go here. We want you to go here. We want you to send you out here. Like mm-hmm. they sent Paul out on his missionary journeys. Right. Like it was it was Jesus, yes, yeah. overall. But the church said, we want you to go here. Yeah. It was actually through the union of the body that he right. found what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He wasn't doing his own solo thing. No. No, there he, was no... He was connected. Yeah, to a head. You yeah. know, and I think... I think that's what people, I think, and that is the importance, I think, of church, mm-hmm. of like, of having church yeah, in a, in a family, you know, yeah. I mean, a kingdom family is this idea of less about like, we have good services, we have good gatherings, we have a great kids program, mm-hmm. but rather, no, 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 it, it's through this Koinonian fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, we've, I've preached on that word recently, that that Koinonian family model yeah. of fellowship that we actually find purpose yeah. And our design. And you're that's what you're you know, I mean you're yeah. like, hey, like I you know, especially with the stuff you and Katie are cultivating on your own is this idea of man, we need to be tighter knit in our union with our family. Sure. Because we're finding out this stuff and finding these dreams through this union. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think more and more we'll see you know, in, in some ways I think it's been I guess to say culturally relevant in some ways in Christian circles to, to kind of go and do your own thing. Yeah. I don't really need, I don't need a pastor. I don't need a, a church. I can just kind of go yeah. and do my, it's not in the Bible, but it's sure. not in the Bible, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's, it's become pretty popular. It has been, but I think more and more as, as kingdom families rise up and discover corporately who they are and create individuals who yeah. also know who they are Well, more and more, you're going to have people who are going to say, I need that. Yeah. I sure. need to be a part of something like that. So it's and and I think too there's a an accountability and an understanding of season. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like if you want to come be a part of this family and be under this leadership, but you feel eventually to be sent out, that requires you being here until the leadership feels like you need to be sent out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that may be longer. That could be shorter, but that could be longer than what you think it is. And yeah. that's what I think people don't want. Mhm. I don't think people are in the place of like, man, I, you know, I want this. I'm just going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the culture right now. Yeah. Get to work, you know, put in the hours. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing when it's time. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, like I think that's the fear of like having somebody over you is for someone to 
know when to send you out, when to bring you home, yeah. and then to keep you in checks and balances on what you're doing. Right. Yeah. There's like more more things I've wanted to do here that Mark's been, you know, like my spiritual father, you know, Mark has been like, don't. And it's like, well, I want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not understanding this. Yep. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, not right now. Yep. And, you know, and so I think like those, like that is the fear of that, I think in a sense of like wanting to, but I think you're right. I think people will only, unfortunately, this is just the truth. People can't, people often can't live off of just like audible truth. They need it to be visual. Hmm. And so I think the more people begin to see the wholeness and the fullness of someone being themselves because of doing this type of thing, mm-hmm. it that's when I think you're going to see not just be love, but like kind of you know the river as a whole. More people attach themselves to this thing because they've seen it now. Yeah, yeah, they've seen it. They're starting to get a glimpse of what healthy spiritual mothers and fathers look like. Yeah, healthy, like you know, and like, and and I think too, like people are looking. People want to cultivate their own thing. That's the that's the beauty of the day we're in is where now you kind of can entrepreneur your own life Mm -hmm. and in anything trying on shoes. Now you could become a millionaire, put it on YouTube. Like, and I think through that though, people need like mothers and fathers and leadership and understanding that. And so I think even people are going to see like, man, this guy's not doing anything I would classify as churchy, Mm -hmm. but he has a mother and a father. He has a kingdom family. He has leadership that's speaking into this. Yeah. And it's working well. Yeah. And he's he's not sacrificing. I think the big thing is he's not sacrificing or she's not sacrificing herself or himself to do it. Mm-hmm. Most yep. people end up sacrificing themselves to fulfill their dreams. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I think of all the time, like when I was a kid, I, I dreamed of like how cool it would be to be a head football coach for a college football team. Mm-hmm. They work like 85 hours a week. <laughs> I would literally hate my life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They don't ever see their kids. They're never home. They're yeah. never, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I watched a video the other day. I was laughing about Nick Saban and his massive boat he owns. I'm like, what do you get one week a year? Yeah. To get out on your yeah, boat when that you, you use bought? it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you signed a 90 million contract for your wife and your kids to go on vacation. Yeah. So most people end up fulfilling their thing by sacrificing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think the kingdom models the opposite of that. Yeah. And I think that's even what the Pharisees were frustrated with with the with Jesus's disciples. Mm-hmm. Is it didn't look like it cost Jesus's disciples enough. Wow. And John was the same. John's were the same. Yeah. John's disciples come up to Jesus and say, "We're we're we're fasting. <laughs> we look like we're miserable, like we hate ourselves, and you yeah. guys aren't, and that's not spiritual enough." Yeah. Jesus is like, "Well, why would you fast when the bridegroom's here?" Yeah. And now, you know, he's here fully. <laughs> people don't want to hear that yet. Know. You know, people want to live in that. Yeah. But, like, I think that was the frustration of a lot of Pharisees was, like, you guys are like, you're loving this. How yeah. dare you? Uh-huh. You're yep. eating and hanging out and laughing and, like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but, like, being fully me, it brings joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be mad about that. Right. Yeah. Boy, that's interesting. Um, That's a rabbit hole, isn't it? You're trying to fight going down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like pulling the reins. You guys can't see her right now, but Brian is calculating very specifically where he goes next. Uh, um, we um, uh, something else we've got to look forward to is in a couple months we'll be in a new building. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be 
really fun. It's very exciting. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned that earlier, but you know, there, I think there is something about being somewhere that you know. We know. I don't think we ever really knew how long we'd be here. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little up in the air, like yeah. you know, um, we didn't know what this would look like. It's Day-to-day. turned out to be great. Yeah, great. and um, but there's also something about knowing that we're gonna get to put some roots down. Yeah, well, and too, like I will say that the it's been great partnering with the gathering. Mm-hmm. The building itself is not that the building great. itself <laughs> sucks. <laughs> if, if you've ever been in the men's room, it's just it's the worst. It's a nightmare. That's where COVID started. Is that men's restroom back there? <laughs> and yeah. so I think like it's even exciting just like being in a shiny new building. Yeah, like not a remodel, mm-hmm. like a new thing. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's exciting to know that like we are officially planting roots in the ground. Yeah. And I think like, I think it's what, you know, we talked about it. Like, I think this whole idea of getting out of our tent Mm -hmm. and a tent can be just as comfy as anything else. Yeah. But like, there's something about that, the roots of a home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is exciting. It is. Yeah. You know, Katie and I, uh, in May, it'll be our 10 year anniversary. And I think the house we are in right now is like, I think it's the eighth place we've lived. Oh. And so we've moved around a That's lot. That's a lot, yeah. We've been in St. Elmo, Lookout Mountain, Ringgold, Chickamauga, Chattanooga. And the funny thing is everybody who's not from here would think that's different cities, but that's all just within 20 minutes of each other. <laughs> we've lived all around this area, but yeah. there was something about like like getting our own house. Yeah. And there's just there's something you know, spiritual about that. There is, you know, yeah. I, I mean, and Bailey's more about it even than I am. Like I, I love like the idea of like going here, but like if Bailey's away from our home for two or three days, she's ready yeah. to be in our home. Yeah. She loves our house, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, there's something about it. Yeah, I know. There's I've even a, thought like if I won the lottery, I'd probably just do some stuff to this house. Yeah. I wouldn't go build a mansion. Yeah. I really love the house we're in. You of, know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would, I may be out yeah. of bedroom of mine, but Yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I think, too, there is something about, like, at the end of the day, I think, like, what if you have a hobby, the better you make the space in which you do that hobby, the more productive and, I think, excited you are. Mm, yeah. And I think we have a lot of dreams to cultivate a family, and I think just sure. the the new space, um, uh, I think it just breathes on creativity and brings new life to creativity. Yep. To go like, man, we're going to cultivate some fun stuff here. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some fun stuff as a family. Yeah. Because like, you know, the nice thing about not having kind of the Western church model is now we there's no fear to grow it. There's no fear that it has to exceed some wild expectation that we have. It doesn't have to hit 1,000, 3,000, 5,000 people. It doesn't yep. have to bring in this much revenue. It doesn't yep. have to affect this. Like we're, we just are going to go daily by the word of the Lord. Yeah, and build what we're called to build, and when you do that, like it's it, you're in spiritual rest. Yeah, and so you're just excited. Yep, there's no like, get your work boots on. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just living out of the joy of doing what you're called to do, and that's a great place to be. That is a great place to be. Yeah. It's yeah. very exciting. Yeah, um, I'm gonna pause real quick okay. and let's hear just a quick word from our sponsor. Bingo. Looking for the perfect Airbnb getaway? Look no further than Maggie's Place, your ticket to an unforgettable stay in Sevierville, Tennessee. 
Nestled in the heart of the stunning Smoky Mountains, Maggie's Place is not just an Airbnb, it's an experience you won't want to miss. This charming three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath townhome offers all the comforts of home with a touch of Tennessee charm. Imagine waking up to the serene beauty of the mountains, sipping your morning coffee on the porch, and planning your day of adventures in the Smokies. And the best part is, Maggie's Place is just minutes away from all the attractions, dining, and entertainment that Sevierville has to offer, not to mention close to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Ready to make your Smoky Mountain dreams come true? Visit Maggie's Place on Airbnb today to book your stay and start creating unforgettable memories. For more information, contact Kim Balistrieri at 770-548-0902. And we're back. Bingo. Um, before that break, you, uh, you, know, you said something about uh, rest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things, this is another thing the Lord has just been talking to me about is, is just continuing. And it's funny because you think you, sometimes you think you have like got something down. Yeah. And he's like, well, let's keep going and let's see. Sure. <laughs> let's really see if you've <laughs> then got Then you that. find out you got nothing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, one of those things that he's talked to me for years about is just continuing to learn how to trust. Because mm. to me... To me, your the level of rest you can live in is determined by how much you're willing to trust him. Yeah. Because if I don't trust him, I'm gonna go. You know, if we're let's talk about it in the context of you know, you say rest is is doing what the Lord has asked you to do. Yeah, nothing That's less, a great, nothing more. Yep. I don't do more than He's asked me to do, but I'm not doing less. You know, yeah. I I seek Him and what He says. Hey, let's do this. Sure. Go and do that. You know, and that requires a great deal of trust. Because I'm learning too, because one of the, you know, for this year, he's asked me, he said, I want, I want you to trust me and I want you to keep creating. Yeah. I think, okay, I'd love to get some kind of a timeline. <laughs> Can you tell me when this turns into like the big dollars though? Right. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, just keep, keep going and uh, yeah. just trust me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. 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 I think too, there is a, there is a place I think in him that wants to share in the in the victory with you, hmm. and I think less that him. I think there's less of the reason we're not getting the whole map. Sometimes I think is less because he's like testing us, and more so when we get there, he can go and you shared in that because you trusted me. Yeah. I think he wants to celebrate us mm. for what he did. <laughs> and I think he's always looking for yeah. avenues to get us involved in that. Yeah. And I think like there's so much to that where he's like, I could tell you, but then it's like, then it's all me. Yeah. But if I don't tell you. Right. And you still trust me. If if I told you that on this day, mm-hmm. this is going to happen exactly. Then, you would which some, go full blast. Which, sure, sometimes prophetically he gives us, you know. Oh, of course. But for the most part... He kind of gives direction. It's like a little, yeah, you know. For sure. <laughs> like <laughs> droplets of water and you're living and in the Sahara. I think there are different facets to that because I think you're right. But I also think that I think there's a, there's an aspect that we need to trust him because if I trust him and I, and I learn to live in the place of rest where I just do what he asks me to do, 
I think if I didn't do that, I may end up building something that I think I wanted, but will never be as be, be as fulfilling yeah, as the thing he hate. was actually trying to cultivate with me had yeah. I only listened and obeyed. Yeah. Something you end up hating. Yeah. Which I can't think of anything worse. I can't think of anything <laughs> worse than building an empire that I hate. Like, I, I can't even fathom that. Yeah. And I, I don't, yeah, you don't want, like, I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, and I think too, like, I think he's better at dividing time. And I think like, I think he understands the things that need to be cultivated in me. Mm-hmm. And he's going to walk through those slowly. Sure. Yeah. Like, like why, like there are some things that I'm dreaming of and believing for that I think doing those things and having a newborn would be freaking miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I already am like increasing a bit and like having to travel more. And even that feels like a lot with mm-hmm. a, a newborn. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think like he's so beautiful at pace. Mm-hmm. He, his, his beauty in pacing me or, or us as a whole yeah. is just fantastic. And it, it, it's leaning into the trust of mm-hmm. allowing him to set the pace. Yeah. He's the dance leader, you know? Yeah. If this is a waltz, you know, I'm on his feet. Yeah. You know, and that is, um, that's something that's very hard to do at first. Yeah. Yep. You know, but it's, it's, it's so great. doesn't mean it doesn't come with days of like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't mean you don't go, oh Lord, what have I done? Mm-hmm. You know, because... Sometimes I think the world has made, you know, obviously we talked about this before, but busyness is artificial significance. Mm-hmm. And I think the world is pushing you so hard to be significant that you're not actually like doing good work. You're just busy yeah, and you're pretending to do good work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like, like life with him looks like good work. Yeah. And that sometimes doesn't look busy. Right. Sometimes it is. Yeah. And we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mistake. I'm not yep. busy. But like it, it's not, it's never feels busy. It's just good work. Mm-hmm. It's just really good work. Yep. Yep. It's the stuff that's fulfilling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's showing me to, because of whether it be income based or whatever it is, like there's limitations in my life. Yeah. I can't go here. I can't go there. I can't buy this. It's just the nature of it right now. Mm-hmm. But he's also showing me the beauty of simplicity through good yeah. work. Yep. Because I can only do what I can do. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, it's it reevaluates what's important and it resets your values correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Over the past couple of years, I've come to find that that I crave simplicity more than almost anything. Yeah. Yeah, because it well, you realize the the be- the freedom in it. Yeah. And I think you, you know, I feel I've, it's been a challenge of the heart through coming into a new building, like not wanting to be like, let's just go, mm-hmm. let's wear it out. You know what I mean? Let's, yeah. let's just throw everything up and go, we'll go crazy with this thing. And it's like, you know, there's a place where he's like, just continue down the road you're on. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you still have to fight things in you, performance based things. Sure. You know, performance orientation and mm-hmm. striving and, you know, like looking to go, look what I did. Yeah. You know, you still have to fight it. Yeah. 
And like, there's never a better moment than right now, I think, to like really realize, oh man, it's his pacing. Mm-hmm. If it's not, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Yeah. I may, I may think I'm heading in the right direction, but I, and even if I'm heading in the right direction, I may reach a certain destination point that I wasn't meant to yet. Yeah. And now I find myself unprepared to handle. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes maybe people do that with, you know, what to say success and, you know, I put quotes around that, but even like financial success. You sure. Know? I think sometimes people, uh, I think that we are created to, cre- I think that we are created to create wealth. Yeah. I think that's in us. Yeah. I think that's of the kingdom, but I also think that maybe I could outpace the Lord. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, well, I think too. I think you have to know the difference between being, like, what makes you rich and what makes you wealthy. Yeah, that's yeah. You know what I mean? That's a really important distinction. Yeah, and like, because like, what makes me rich is my wife, my son. Like, those are the things that make me like rich Mm -hmm. in life. Yeah, my family, what I'm cultivating. Yeah, and like, wealth is unto doing the work of the kingdom mm. and providing for my family, and those are yeah. different things. Mm-hmm. Like the richness of life is never been wealth. Yeah, I know people that have ten times more money than me mm-hmm. that are miserable people, but they're yeah. they're rich by definition. Right, rich. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, like to me, like the, the richness of life is not found in wealth. But wealth is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Wealth yeah. empowers the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. But there, it's being able to define the difference in those two things. Yeah, that that matter because I I'm I will never be more rich because of income than I am right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a picture on my phone of my you know my wife, eight months pregnant, singing at the altar of, you know, yeah. Sunday from our, you know, a gathering for our kingdom family of just spending time in presence. Yeah. There's nothing more rich than that photo. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and that's what I think Yahweh wants to work out in people and that oftentimes they refuse to partner with and they just choose wealth first. Mm-hmm. And it's a longer road, I think, the other way around. I think so too. I think it's harder. I think it's harder to cultivate fulfillment in life, like in home in the home and, you know, internal peace and a lot of things that we're meant to have as, you know, believers. Yeah. It just comes with the territory of uh-huh. the kingdom. I think it's harder to cultivate that when you're pursuing money mm-hmm. versus per- allowing money to be added to you as you are just doing the work. Doing what you're that, supposed to be you know. doing. And that's, you know, maybe that's just a good way to put it. I, I, you and I have talked about this. We intend to have a lot more money than we do. That's the hope. That's, you know, and that's, it, it's where we're going. Yeah. I, there's not even a part of me that's like, oh man, no, no, I wonder no. if I'm going to, you know. No, no, no. You know, we know it's coming. Of course. But it's, it's allowing, it's doing the work of, that the Lord has asked us to do and allowing that money to be added to us mm-hmm. rather than saying, I've got to do everything I can to go make that happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and the ability to, the ability to see the beauty that wealth oftentimes can, if not managed well, just brings distraction. Yeah. And, you know, Abba oftentimes operates out of simplicity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so, like, I love the fact that I think I'm a hobby guy. Mm-hmm. Love hobbies. Sure. I have a couple hobbies. Expensive hobbies, unfortunately. <laughs> and they would be worse and more time-consuming if I had more wealth. Sure. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sometimes it's good that I'm limited in what I can do. You know what I mean? Because like it's teaching me the correct pacing of those things, those yeah. areas in my life. Yeah. And I think wealth would just make everything harder. Yeah. You know, it's getting better and I'm getting, you yeah. know, more, you know. And the other thing too is I I think too like when you live in simplicity, I also think it teaches you a sense of humility that allows you to surround yourself with people who are smarter at things than you and allow them to lean, to speak into you. Mm. Like I think in my early 20s, if someone wanted to like get into my finances and ask about things, like I would have been like, never. I'd rather <laughs> die. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah. And now I'm reaching a place where it's like, you know, like the, the, the person that leads our community is extremely intelligent financially. Mm -hmm. And, um, like if I were to do any moves or make anything financially, that's the person I would call. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? That's the guy I would call. Yep. And, um, and, and I'm, I feel like that's something that wouldn't have been the case years ago, mm -hmm. but I have the place now where I think where I've enjoyed simplicity enough to go, whatever you think you're more, you're more intelligent at this than I am. Mm-hmm. So you speaking to me, but I think that comes out of simplicity. Sure. Because I think, like, I think when you crave wealth or money, it breeds in you this like, this place of insecurity, mm -hmm. because you're you're always needing more, so you never feel like enough. Yeah. So you're never allowing anyone to speak into you. Yeah. But simplicity teaches you humility. Yeah. Because good. you are enough. Yeah. And humility allows you to realize that you don't need anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was a bit of a rabbit trail. That's great. All that to say is I think there's an invitation for for trust and for rest and simplicity. In the year. You know. Yeah. In the year. Yeah, I agree. Sure. I think there's a, you know, there's a place where I think too, we talked about this Sunday, the pure the gospel gets to you, the more your hunger needs to increase. Yeah. And the more your pursuit needs to become single focused, you know, the eye that is single focused is full of light. Yeah. Is what Jesus says. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think the, you know, I think the more the, or the more pure the gospel begins to become to you, the more rest you're going to have to enter. Yeah. I and, agree. and religion won't give you what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. you, you know, people are going to have to come to the place where they finally go. I know this is comfortable. And it fits into my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But if I really want the fullness of the gospel, I'm going to have to cut the cord. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to live in real rest yeah. and find what Yahweh's calling me into. Mm -hmm. It can look uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's very restful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other thoughts for... For this year, anything you're looking forward to? No, I'm excited. We got fun stuff coming up with the podcast. We do. Yeah, That's let's talk exciting. about that. We, yeah. uh, our plan is uh, February, which is next month. Yeah. To hopefully uh, to be to be go fully video. Yep. That's that's the goal is to be fully functioning with video podcast by yeah. February on YouTube. So does that mean I have to stop just wearing sweatpants? Or yeah, it's the, the hard deal? thing is me and Brian normally do this shirtless in our backyard. And <laughs> yeah, no, we want to, I, you know, and I know it feels like there's a massive divide in the world on this right now. There's kind of like a rivalry going on or not a rivalry, but just dispute on video versus audio podcast. And mm -hmm. I like the option of both. Well, sometimes yeah. I want to watch somebody. Sometimes I want to listen to somebody. It's, you know, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. Like if I'm 
mowing the lawn. I go to the gym. A lot of times sure. I'll listen to podcasts. Yeah. But there are certain times that I really want to see. What they're doing. I yeah. want to see what they're doing. I want to feel, it makes you feel like you're in the room. I want your expression. I want to see your face while you're saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I want to see you. But it, it does make you feel like you're in the room yeah. when you when you watch those. And some, yeah. some people don't like that, but. We're yep. going to offer it for those who do. We're gonna, yeah, so we'll we'll be fully in fe- the uh, the hope and belief is that by February, if you want to watch us, you can go on B Love's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and we'll be there weekly. Yep, uploaded. It. It'll upload at the exact same time, audio and video, um, and then audio. Not only that, but audio is actually moving too to its own channel. Yeah, we'll move that to a separate channel, so it'll still be B Love, but it. Won't be mixed in with your Sunday yeah. So sermons. like, B Love will have its own channel on mm-hmm. like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where yeah. all of our messages are more of our gatherings, mm-hmm. like those are. And then Kingdom Conversations, Community mm-hmm. Conversations. conversations yeah. or, there's like five of those now <laughs> that I listen to that end in conversation. <laughs> community Conversations will actually have its own podcast channel. Yep. And so we'll separate those, and then we'll also have videos. So big things are coming for the podcast itself. Yeah, we really feel. I'll say this: I've really felt, and I think us as a whole really feel the breath of Yahweh on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, bigger than what we thought. And I think it's going to be an amazing tool for our family, and for what we're trying to do, and an amazing resource for our people. Yeah, I agree. And so I think it's you know I think Yahweh is giving us. I have felt, and I think you have too. We've both felt the permission to really invest and pour more of ourselves into this. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, uh, you know, I think we're we're on to something great. Yeah, I think so too. And we've got, we're going to be bringing on more people and doing more uh, yeah. sessions with different people now and then. And yeah, we're hoping to get a third mic here soon. Well, yeah, so. we'll third mic's on the way and we'll have that here and we're yeah. going to bring in some folks here and there. And and so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal for 2024. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited uh, about that. Yeah, you can catch us in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to enjoy the product. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'll, I'll close with this thought. You know, uh, I mentioned that, you know, every year I like to just sit down with the Lord. Not that I don't talk to him throughout the year, but there's just something really fun to me about coming to the end of a year, coming approaching January, and just really intentionally setting aside time with the Lord to say, hey, like, what are we doing? What? And a few questions, and I, I sent these out to my community group. Um, and so if you're listening to this, I encourage you to do the same or to do similar, but really carve out some time with the Lord and ask him questions like, like, Lord, what are you up to this year? What do you require of me? Or, you know, what would you like to see me do more of this year? Mm-hmm. What are you doing in the church, whether locally, globally, you know, and just mm-hmm. ask some of those questions and really just kind of lean in and maybe start to cast some vision with the Lord for, for maybe what, you know, this year could look like for you. Set some goals, set some dreams. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, like, and and I think, too, like, uh, offer up the invitation to see not what he's doing in your year, but what he's doing in your decade. Yeah, sure. What he's doing in your life, yeah. what he's doing in your children. Begin to think transgenerationally yeah, sure. and ask him about that. What yeah. are you cultivating in me that that is going to be a road that my kids get to walk on? Yeah, don't live year by year. You do you know? Do, yeah, yeah. do it for the year, but live. But how, fit that into the larger picture. Fit as well. it into a map. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yep. Good. Awesome. Great all job. Right. Well, that's all for today. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>